0: Today on City Cash Chicago. Hey Google, the tech giants coming to the Thompson Center in the Loop, affordable housing options in Logan Square, and some Lake Michigan love. We talk about all that and more with WBEZ reporter Susie Ann and Block Club Chicago reporter Mina Bloom. It's Friday, July 29th. I'm Carrie Shepard in for Jacoby Cochrane, and this is City Cash Chicago. So each week, Jacoby starts the Week in Review by kind of t- taking a, a news story, a funnish news story, something happening in Chicago, and sort of our, our cocktail chatter is what we call it. So this week, uh, we in our newsletter, Sydney Madden covered that Glenn's Diner, this north side diner very well known. Uh, Susie's nodding. Have you been there, Suze? I have a, a, up in uh, like the Lincoln Squareish area. Exactly. It's closing after many, many decades. So it gave us an opportunity to ask readers and each other. And now I'm going to ask you, Mina and Susie, what your favorite diner in Chicago is and what you order there. Let's start with you, Mina.
1: So my favorite is Cozy Corner, which I feel like um, doesn't get enough love. As it should. I mean, I guess it's usually packed. So what am I talking about? (laughs) But people don't talk about it. It's just very much a classic diner. And I usually go with a classic order. If I'm there for breakfast, I'll do like just like a classic um, eggs and toast and hash browns. And it really hits the spot.
0: Cozy Corner at Milwaukee in California, right? The corner there? That's
1: the one. There's another, there's, there's a couple other locations, but the one right next to the California Blue Line in Logan Square is the one I go to most frequently.
0: That's the OG. Okay. Cozy Corner. I mean, the name says it all. I have not been there for a long time. I think the last time was on New Year's Day. So that should tell you how I was feeling. Um, <laughs> Susie Ann, what is your go-to diner?
2: I also really enjoy Cozy Um I'm going to go with uh, Alps. Um, that's a, up on Elston. ALPS? Yep, like the mountain range. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's hard to go out to eat with kids. They just um, make everything terrible. Um, <laughs> so I feel like Alps is good just because it, uh, it, you know, it's, it's, they've got a lot of room there and um the food comes out quickly there's lollipops that that, the kids can get there's some parking you know it's like not the fanciest thing attributes of a diner but it's what i'm looking for um and for me it's like you know you're again like the classic breakfast i like getting like the the hash brown and any sort of version of
0: um two eggs Shout out to Susie's kids, Aggie and Gaël. They are um, very, very Love cute. That. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, eating with any little kids is is difficult. I'm going with Diner Grill on Irving Park, across from the Long Room. Uh, I used to live right up there on Green View a thousand years ago, and Diner Grill was a good standby. I remember a couple times with my girlfriends. It was five dollar Manhattan night. Ooh. And we went, and then diner grill is just exactly what you need, a, a a grilled cheese and fries. And now thinking about how packed in it is, thinking about it in a COVID time is, is making me a little scared. But that's, I would say, diner grill, which I think just got refurbished. <laughs> Okay. Let's get into the real news. Each week we talk top story. We talk an underhype story that we think needs to get more attention in Chicago. And then, of course, we'll share our moments of joy. Susie, start with you. What is your top story this week? So my top story of the week is um,
2: from the Indiana Star, but also WBEZ's Michael Puente also covered this. Um, This is... The bill that is being considered um, at the Indiana State House, and this is to um, severely restrict abortions, um, the bill that they're looking at would ban abortions in in most cases, um, save for rape, incest, um, or the the life of the the mother. Um, And... In addition to that this week, they are also looking at adding um, penalties to doctors who perform abortions. We have seen these types of laws roll out across the country um, and even the effects of it. We've, we're already seeing that where, um, you know, cases where um, a pregnancy, a wanted pregnancy even um, does not go as planned, and um basically doctors are fearful of uh treating a woman who whose um pregnancy is not gonna come to term, and um they are basically waiting for the the woman to to get sick so that then they could treat her, which I mean it's that that has just massive effects on, on a person's body. Um, and, so, and their
0: psyche and their mental health, you know? Yeah,
2: yeah. And, and, and you know, you know, since Indiana is right next door to us, I mean, that also just has ripple effects of what that could mean for um, people who might be coming to Illinois to access abortion care.
0: Yeah, we, we watch Indiana often because Illinois is, you know, Illinois does have, you know, good reproductive rights. Um, And so in nearby states where not so not so good is an understatement. We are getting more more people seeking abortion coming here. Susie, what's the latest on where is the legislation are? I don't know, is the Indiana legislature in session right now? Where is what happens next with this? So um, I
2: believe it was um, either yesterday um, that they they um, amended that bill and it, uh, you know, got voted out of committee. Um, The the amendments were the um, additional penalties to doctors who perform an abortion. You know, some of those lawmakers who um, voted voted that bill out with those amendments, you know, they were saying this isn't a good bill um but we want to go ahead and vote it out and we'll change it once it you know reaches um the the full house senate or or the house or the state senate change
0: it to have more restrictions or yeah
2: so before they were looking at more the the restrictions and now under this amended bill this would include um, the penalties to to the doctors who perform the abortion so that that's something that they um they did this week I mean, it's got some um, meandering to do to work its way to uh, go to um, the the full vote. But um, that's that's what we're looking at right now. That's the latest is just that the additional penalties that they've added to this bill that they're considering.
0: Uh, We'll be watching that. Mina, let's go to you, your top story. What are you what have you been paying attention to a lot this week?
1: So my top story is the news that Google is buying the Thompson Center for one hundred and five million dollars. If you live in Chicago, you know that this is a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The the news that came out this week, it's a confirmation of the story that Ryan Ori with CoStar reported on last month. And essentially what's happening is Google is going to renovate the Thompson Center and use it for its offices which will make it the company's second Chicago headquarters. So the Thompson Center, state government building, it's a postmodern landmark in the middle of downtown Chicago. Some preservationists love it. <laughs> Some other people hate it. <laughs> I would
0: say preservationists love it, other people hate it. <laughs>
1: other people hate it. Um and like I said, you know, if you live in Chicago, you know this is a big deal. And the reason that is, is because the state has been wanting to unload to sell this building for nearly 20 years. So long. Like this goes all the way back to Governor Blagojevich. (laughs) Um, So the building, (laughs) yeah, I know. Think about that. Uh, The building suffers from millions of dollars in deferred maintenance. And for the longest time, state officials have been saying, look, this, this building is a drain on the state's finances because it costs so much to heat and cool. So again, big, big news. This this building has been up for redevelopment for a very long time. And now Google is taking over.
0: Pritzker actually sold it to these developers, JRTC Holdings, LLC, in December. And what Google has with them is this build to suit agreement. So once the said renovations are done, then Google takes it over, basically. Like, we're not going to take this in its current state. <laughs> we will take it. Um, yeah, we will take it once it's improved. I did talk to a couple preservationists and, you know, just poking around online, people said Google's been good. It to flight to buildings in the past that have some sort of historical significance. This is actually the Thompson Center is not landmarked. Preservationists are trying to get it on the National Register of Historic Places. Uh, and yeah, I are so Mina, I have to ask, are you a lover or a hater of Helmet Helmut Yan's postmodern spaceship like salmon in blue?
1: <laughs> I love it. I think I do it's incredible. Too. Yeah. I love everything postmodern. But, and it's yeah. so part of
2: Chicago. I mean, I just feel mm, like it's yeah. just such a Chicago icon. And also, wh- I, my, I imagine Google's going to do away with the the Arby's and Sabaro. And
1: there. what are we going to do about the Sabaro? <laughs> that's question that we need answers. We need answers honestly. about, <laughs>
0: yes, the design. But what about the Sbarro? Google, I know that you're hip <laughs> and
2: happening, but as right. just an ironic and joke that, keep it around totally
0: they might we want because it. it would be <laughs> ironic and sue as a as a reporter yeah. as well all of us Mina, you too how many protests yeah. and sort of acts of civil disobedience have you covered at the Thompson Center that's another thing it's like known for that oh, yeah
2: so many yeah. yeah i mean it's sort of like the go-to meeting point um for for protests but also yeah. just like um you know as a reporter you go out to like get a man on the street sort of Vox and that's where you go you know you get you get tourists you get Chicagoans you get people from I mean everybody's going through there so I'm glad it's staying around I I am curious to see what Google does with it.
0: Okay, so Thompson Center, Google at Thompson Center, Indiana abortion laws, um, restricting abortion laws. Suze, back to you on what do you what story do you want to give some extra hype to this week?
2: So some extra hype um, would go to uh, two Chicago public school teachers who were um, recommended to be fired because of, um, you know, activist activities of um, kind of. I guess they allegedly they they um, influenced students to come protest um, General Irons metal shredding facility um, in the southeast side of of the city where where a lot of those students lived. Um, And these two teachers were recommended for firing for that. Um, And then just on Wednesday, the Chicago Board of Education, um, they they unanimously voted to um, go against that recommendation, and that right. these teachers should should keep their jobs, uh, maybe just be given a warning, um, but it's it's rare that you would see the board of education um, go against a district recommendation, and I think that this has significance because it's you know in a way they they were, tr- I mean it looks like they were trying to muzzle these teachers, um, and this is this is. Um, you know, we, we know about General Iron and how um, HUD recently came out with a report um, about how the, the city practiced environmental racism by um, wanting to move this facility from the north side to um, the southeast side. And a lot of these students... Live in, their own in that community, right. and that's what they were protesting. They're, you know, in their own community, and that for teachers to be right. punished for that um, on the southeast side, right? Yeah, I mean, it's just sort of, um, and, and the teachers do believe that maybe the mayor was somehow behind this, although there is no evidence for that yet. But um, it, it is, it is significant to see the board of education go against uh, the district recommendation.
0: What was the? What was the school's? Official on paper, quote unquote, reason did they say for the terminations?
2: Well, so from what it appears, the principal of the school did not initiate that that um, disciplinary measure. Oh, really? Um, so, so that's sort of like, well, where's what what's going on there? Um, where's that coming from? So, the the warning that they were kind of given um, was something having to do with you know safety of the students, um, but but that. There had been some statements about, you know, the the teachers encouraging this um, protest activity of the students, um, and that was frowned upon by, got it, by the district, I guess, or whoever is behind that.
1: Can I just add that this is not the first time CPS has been accused of firing um, employees who have demonstrated activism? Yeah, I wrote a story last month about two school librarians who were, you know, longtime activists, you know, within CPS, fighting for, you know, um, strong libraries, and to keep libraries, librarians employed, they were both fired and they feel like they were fired because of their activism so like activism of
0: fighting for calling for resources or
1: essentially activism in that they More reading. have been critical <laughs> they have been cr- critical of the district ah okay for many many years got it and they feel like their firing was retribution
0: for sure uh, mina what is your underhype story for Chicagoans to pay attention to this week?
1: So my underhyped story is a story that I wrote this week about a community land trust out of Logan Square that is gaining a lot of momentum. It is a very interesting, I think, program. And essentially what it is is that there's a group of community organizations in the Logan Square, Hermosa, Avondale area it's uh, Palenque, LSNA, the Center for Changing Lives, Lucha. I'm not going to name all of them. Okay. But uh, 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 several organizations have, have been working for the last five years to launch this community land trust. It's called the Here to Stay Community Land Trust. The goal of the land trust is to fight displacement in Logan Square, Avondale, Hermosa, which is seen um, many uh, latinx residents leave in search of cheaper rents Um, and the housing prices there in those neighborhoods have have really gone up in recent years
0: i really enjoyed your story i was going to say and i appreciated that you know one of the recipients of this the first recipients this couple she was you know she was a mexican first generation mexican american who grew up in the neighborhood which is just like here to stay this is our community i thought that was really cool
1: yeah so that's exactly right so this week the community land trust they celebrated their first buyers this young couple who bought a home on courtland street right near the 606 and they are ecstatic never thought they'd be able to afford a home, a single family home in Logan Square and here they are. And like you said, the the woman, um, she grew up in Lo- in the Logan Square Humboldt Park area. She spent a lot of time in this area growing up and she her, her dad lived here when he first immigrated from Mexico and her parents lived in an apartment here. That there was, there was their first apartment when they moved to Chicago she has a lot of memories tied to this neighborhood.
0: How where's the money coming? The funding coming from? How and how much? So, do we know how much it is?
1: The community land trust, there's a unique arrangement. It allows the organizations to sell the homes to families at a deep discount. The community land trust only is selling the building, not the land. So the buyers are leasing the land from the community land trust.
0: I see. Okay. And the fa- but this like in this case this couple they they own their home right?
1: They own their home. It's just that, you know, essentially they're leasing the land for 99 years. It's a 99 year lease.
0: Um. Okay. It's the fun time. Susie knows I like to sing. Susie also likes to sing. I feel like you
1: should try. Should we all try? <laughs>
0: try. Let's do it together.
1: Okay, Mina.
0: maybe a one, two, three. Some, some good, good news!
1: news. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I to get you through. Okay, we really every day look forward to this. And, you know, for everything that's happening, um, that although these were all pretty fairly uplifting stories, um, you know, we're, there's always some good news out there. So I will start with you, Mina. What is your good news moment of joy going into the weekend?
1: Last week, Patrick and I we went to Montrose Beach.
0: Patrick and Mina's husband. Sorry, pa-
1: Patrick, my husband of WBEZ, Susie's colleague at WBEZ, and our friend. Um, <laughs> um, we went to Montrose Beach, and it after work one night, and it was so perfect, and I. I just want to shout out Lake Michigan at this time of the summer feels so good. Swimming in Lake Michigan. It was so warm. It felt like a bath. I was just like, I was like, I had so much peace in my heart, just like swimming in the lake and like looking at the buildings. And I just really encourage everyone to get in Lake Michigan. This is the time it's warm enough. It's been really hot. This get in there.
0: I love that. I definitely got in Lake Michigan last weekend in Michigan City. I was like, it's a little cold, but I'm going to push through. And I love that you went during the week because we always save the beach for the weekend. And we did that a few weeks ago, happened to like have the afternoon off slash took the afternoon off and, you know, went down to 31st Street Beach. And it's just like incredible, you know beautiful the views oh my god I mean it makes me sick to my stomach to hear how outsiders talk about our city anyway but I'm like I do not know a city more beautiful than this like it's just it's like the skyline the rocks the water I mean it the people like just people on the beach and like totally it was that's awesome love that Mina love it Montrose Beach Brought shout out
1: so much joy but there are so many other good beaches not just Montrose. so many
0: yeah yeah Okay, Suze, what's your good news? I mean, just, just summertime in Chicago,
2: you know, just kind of <laughs> going shy. on this this theme. Um, there's there's this energy and feeling in everybody, like, we want to enjoy our city. We want to enjoy this time we have. And um, so I, I uh, was downtown over the weekend at Millennium Park at the Fountain. And it's just, it. I love seeing it through... Um, through the kids, you know, like how much fun it is to just splash in that fountain, and like with the backdrop of um, our city and uh, just the the sunshine and how beautiful everything is. Um, also, shout out to uh, Montrose Beach again. I love how like there's like a a swimmers club on on. Um, on Friday mornings where they will just, they'll jump in the lake at like 7 o'clock. Oh, that's fun. Uh, I haven't done that, but <laughs> I love that there are people who do that. Um, and it's like anyone can come and you just, you know, at like around 7, 7.15,
0: they jump in the water. Stay as long as you want or you can just leave. Awesome. That was great, Suze. I guess I'll continue that wave and no pun intended, on the good news, and use it as an opportunity. Our, our listeners may be sick of this, but we've got this awesome summertime shy bucket list. So hashtag CityCastSummer. And last weekend, I used it as, used last weekend and maybe this weekend to knock off some off my list because I'm embarrassed to say I had never been to the original Rainbow Cone in Beverly went there but before we went to original rainbow cone i don't know if you guys know about this the nathan manilow sculpture park at governor state university it's incredible and i'll post my pictures it nobody was there it's this very green campus and it has these pathways in the grass to these unbelievable huge sculptures and it's a great way to be outside i know we still we still want some outside activities Get out there and enjoy Lake Michigan. Get out there and enjoy the beaches. Get out there and enjoy the art. Get out there and enjoy the ice cream and the food. And do the summertime shy bucket list, I must say. Mina Bloom, Black Club Chicago reporter who covers Humboldt Park, Logan Square, Avondale, Hermosa. Really covers it all, folks. Suzy On, education reporter at WBEZ, but really... Cover so much. And both my friends, I'm so happy to see both of you and talk with you and get your smart takes on the news. Thank you so much for joining City Chicago. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much, Carrie.
0: It takes a small but mighty crew to bring you City Cash Chicago every day. That includes producer Simone Alisea and Meg Dalton, newsletter writer Sydney Madden, and of course, our host, Jacoby Cochran. And the music you hear throughout the show. That comes from Sam Thousand, All the Kimonos, Mark Greenberg of the Mayfair Workshop. Thanks for listening and hanging all week. Get more CityCast at Chicago.CityCast.FM slash newsletter. I'm Carrie Shepard. Simone's in the host seat Monday. Talk to you then.
2: These days, I think I'm going more sunny side up, you know, so that I can just... Dip the toast in afterwards.